you, Joshua. Sorry, sorry for the distraction up here. This is this is a future illustration. This later this morning, I believe. But okay, we're going to get into the word. We're going to hear the word, and uh, we're going to see what the Bible says concerning some things. Okay, the Bible. Truth. Do you know this is the truth? The Word of God. And we're going to talk about the title, may it be, The Lord is My Keeper. You maybe saw it on the highway sign today. The Lord is My Keeper. Say that. The Lord is My Keeper. So, God promises in His Word that He will keep us in the midst of all the evil in this world. And we do welcome those that are watching online. I know there are. We've contacted a number of you this week as a touch point with texts and phone calls and so forth, and we know that you're watching online, even though that you aren't here in person. We want you to just partake and be a part with us as we get into the Word here, too, today. And... Um, you know, the Lord, this is the last message I'll have for a number of weeks because Joyce and I will be taking a break here. Uh, we were going to take a break in April, but then with the COVID virus, we didn't do that. And uh, so it's been quite a while since we've had time off, but uh, we're going to do that in the next weeks, and I was just thinking, Lord, what do you want for that last message there before we... Um, by the way, Joyce is home today. She pulled something in her back, and uh, uh, so she's nursing that, taking care of that. But I think it might be the first time that I have been here at church for a service that she has not been here, that she wasn't. I was trying to think if there was ever another time. There might have been. Maybe some of you remember one, <laughs> but I, I can't right now remember. I know it was when John was in kindergarten that uh, she was on a special task force at the school, and the superintendent at that time was uh, Superintendent Superintendent Zakrajek, and uh, she asked Joyce to apply for a teaching position there. She says we really could use this, could use you in this position. And so she was on her driving home from the task force meeting, and uh, she said she was praying about it, and the Lord just dropped it in her spirit very clearly, very strongly. No, I want you to be, be, be by Steve's side at the church and do whatever you can to be a help in the church. And so that's what she's done all these years, and we're so thankful for it. Um, but anyway, we're getting into the Word here, and I was thinking, you know, what, are we, what shall I teach? What shall I talk about today? And there was something that I touched on a few weeks ago, but, uh, and I had a lot of this message there ready, but it was one of those services where I believe Julie was leading worship, or maybe it was Abby, I'm not sure, but uh, we just went into, it was more of a song of the Lord type service, and, and that's where we went. And, and I touched, I know as, as the service went on, I touched on some of these, these things, but not in depth and not strongly. Well, the Lord, was, I felt very much he wanted us to get back into this, what I'm going to talk about today, that the Lord is my keeper. And it kind of birthed out of the experience I had, I don't know how many weeks ago it is now, that I was up here and I started experiencing some things that were really different. Uh, I believe it very definitely it was a spiritual attack, but it affected me physically as well. And um, I shared a little bit about that, and then 
the next week how the Lord saw that. I won't get into detail, but the Lord confirmed he was with me. But the, this is what happened the day after that, the, after that Sunday, that next morning. I was before the Lord, you know, and I was, I, I need a word. Do you ever have that where you go through something and you said, oh, God, I need a word. Because the enemy was telling me, well, you're never going to be up there again on that pulpit because I, I'm going to do that to you again the same way. I don't know, I'm sure you've all been in circumstances where the enemy has told you you can or you can't, or you have to do this or you can't do that, or fear will try to take over and um, work in your life. Well, Billy Brim calls it flop and stop, or she just opens the Bible and stops and looks at a scripture, and I don't like recommend that necessarily, but the Lord has used that sometimes for me, and He did this time, and He brought me to First Peter one five in my Bible that I have there, and so it, I looked at it, and it says, "Who are kept by the power of God? You're kept." by the power of God, through faith, for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That really stuck out to me, something about it that I am kept from the enemy's advances and working in my life. Protection is about me. I am kept, I am kept. And that just was a rhema word to me. It became a rhema word. And that means a word that is, becomes like the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I mean that it became real in me. And I'm praying that there are words from the word that will become rhema words to you this morning who are here in this building, but also for you that are watching online. I also have this scripture in the Passion Translation, 1 Peter 1.5, through our faith, the mighty power of God, and here it renders it, the word kept, constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. Constantly guards constantly guards. And then there's a footnote there. You see after constantly guards, uh, the A in brackets, well, that's a footnote for the Passion Translation. And then that footnote reads, and I believe we have that also, First Peter 1.5, the Greek word for guards us is, and you can see it there, which comes from a military term. And then there, it is the Greek word for that, meaning a fort or an army garrison stationed to defend a city. And then the Passion Translation continues there, you are continually being watched over and protected by God's mighty power. And in my Spirit-Filled Life Bible, it says there for that word, it says, we are in spiritual conflict and combat, but God's power and peace are our sentinels and protectors. Now, the Holy Spirit wants, wants you and all of us here to apply this personally to our lives today to your situation, to what you are currently dealing with in life, whatever it is. We know all together we're dealing with something that's called a pandemic, but I know that in individual lives there are, there are other things as well. So this is what the Holy Spirit would have you do, apply it to your life. Or maybe you're thinking of your kids or grandkids or or someone else, but apply it there.
And uh, the thing is that we are kept, we are guarded, He's guarding us. And this is that military term where there are sentinels, and here they call them the sentinels of power and peace. I really appreciated uh, the service last week as we were praying for our nation. And then the song that Josiah led us in, which he had written, we will win in the end. We will win in the end. We will win in the end. We've, we know the end of the movie. We know the end of the game, like he was talking about seeing games on TV, seeing the, watching the Vikings after we know the end score. Um, we will win in the end because we are kept by his power and his peace. Here's Jesus' prayer in John 17, starting at verse 14. Jeff, inside of that room, there, uh, up against this wall, there's kind of a tall pulpit. Could you just bring that and just set it somewhere, like right here maybe? I don't know, I don't feel like sitting today. Okay, John 17, 14 through 18. Jesus' prayer for us. He says, and this is his prayer to the Father, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Thank you. Stuff here. They are not of the world. I do not pray that you should... Note this. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you would keep... And that's that same Greek word you translate to English as we saw the word kept. That you should keep them from the evil one. Some translations say from, from evil. So Jesus has prayed that he would keep us from the evil one and from evil. But he didn't say, he says, I'm not praying that you take him out of the world. No, we're to be the light in the darkness of this world. Amen? Hello? You say amen out there too. I'm watching you. Not really, I'm trying to, I'd like to. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. They are not of the world. You are not of the world when you're in Christ. Jesus said, just like I am not of the world, just as I am not of the world, they are not of the world. We are not. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify, that's to set them apart to wholeness and holiness. What does that? The word. The word of God does that. Set them apart by your word, the truth. What we call the Bible. That's how we're separated unto wholeness and holiness. We live by the word. What a good song that was we sang this morning. As you, now listen to this. this thank you, Lord, for rhema words here as we go right to our hearts. As you sent me into the world, Jesus is praying this, remember, I also have sent them into the world. Did you hear that? My brother and my sister, you have been sent into the world, into this world, in this world today, just as the Father sent Jesus into the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But then he said, ye are the light of the world. 
Jesus is the truth and grace sent forth to the world, and now he sends us with his grace and truth into the world. And when we're filled with the word, that's what will come out, the word of God, the truth. And the truth is what makes us free beings, amen? So we bring his word into the world, and we are armed with his truth, with this truth, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We are armed with it. We're getting armed right now. That's what's happening as we're in the word. We're getting armed with the word. We're feeding on the word. What happened that that Sunday that I was telling about when I was going to be teaching on this, but then we went into more of the song of the Lord type service. Different ones of you shared things with me after the service, and they said this would be a good scripture, or that would be a good scripture, um, because it fits too, I believe. And so I, I made note of those scriptures. Um, this is one that that my brother Tim sent me in Psalm 121. And this is a psalm of divine protection. It says, the Lord is your keeper. 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 The Lord is your keeper, Michelle. The Lord is your keeper, Chuck. The Lord is your keeper, Matt. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your keeper. No matter what, he is your keeper. You see the word shamar after that? That's the Hebrew word. We'll look at that in a moment. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve, that's that word again, same word, you from all evil. He shall preserve, and that's that word, I didn't put it in there that time, but I looked it up yesterday. Same word, shamar. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve, shamar. You're going out and you're coming in from this time forth even forevermore. So what does it mean to say the Lord is our keeper? I looked up that word shamar in the, I found it actually in Strong's Concordance. I believe we have it to put up there. It's to keep, it's keeper and preserve. Shamar is to hedge about as with thorns, to guard, to protect, to attend to, preserve, to watch, to keep, to watch over to attend to carefully, to preserve. And this is you. This is you and me in our lives. This is you that are watching online. It's you, Donna. It's you, Adam. There's some watching around campfires this morning. Isn't that neat? We can... Go to church at the campfire. Hallelujah. Hedge of thorns. Hedge of thorns. Hedge of thorns. A hedge about us. A hedge of thorns. A protection. And you know it's made possible by the crown of thorns that Jesus wore for you and for me. It's made possible by that hedge of thorns or the crown of thorns. The hedge of thorns is made possible because of what Jesus did and all that he took upon himself, that he bore all the punishment of sin for us so that he may be our keeper. He is our keeper. He is our keeper. And he t attends to us carefully, it says in the definition. 
So then our care we can give to him. The thing that you're worrying about maybe today or started out worrying or you're concerned, really concerned about or anxious about, you can give it to him because he attends. It says that in 1 Peter 5, 7. This is the Amplified Classic. Casting the whole of your care, and I like the way the, the Amplified brings it here. It says, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And that once and for all can be repeated. <laughs> I mean, we tend to take things back again. Well, then do it once and for all. I mean, just get rid of it. Cast it upon him. It should be once and for all. That's what it should be. But if it comes back again, just do it again. Cast it upon him because he's going to keep you. He's going to keep you. He's going to guard you. He's going to be a hedge of protection about you. This is the Bible. It's not me, just me saying it. It's coming out of my mouth, I believe, by the Holy Spirit. But this is what the Bible says. This is the truth. And the truth is what makes us free from junk. Adam Sharon, the morning when I had that incident several weeks ago now, some of you that are here were praying for me, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, you were right here, Dan and Chris were a couple of them, and others, uh, the Thurlows were here. Um, not a lot, those were in the days when we could only have a certain number, small number. But Adam was here, and then he shared this with me later. He says, I remember when Diana was praying, having a picture of something like an electromagnet being switched on, which forcefully propelled the enemy away from the church. I don't know the science behind electromagnets and how they work, I've mostly seen how electromagnets are meant to powerfully attract things, but this was the opposite. And I really caught that. I'm not sure how much to share about that flashlight I saw over there by the sound booth that next Sunday after that happened, because... I'm not sure how to explain it. I can't explain it, but I did. I saw a flash of light there, like a light bulb. And part of what I saw there was then, right, I thought about what Adam said here. And like electromagnet. An electromagnetic field. Because there's a field, and that's what this illustration, I'm not sure the best way to explain or show it, but it's just that, these are magnets, and, you know, they don't want to go together. I mean, you can't, to get them right on together, it's very difficult. I'm not sure I could. But anyway, what it does, it just repels, just repels away, repels. If you get straight on the way it's supposed to be. That's what it does. And that's what I see around us, that we are surrounded by a hedge, an electromagnetic field, only this is a spiritual electromagnetic field that includes angels too. That's around about us. That's protecting us. That's keeping us. Another thing that Adam shared with me, he said, did you ever hear of the keep of a castle? And I've shared this with a few of you, and some of you had heard about that before. Let's get that picture up there. Um, castles, I didn't know that they had keeps in them. 
You see in the upper right-hand corner, keep. Well, the keep was the inner stronghold of the castle, and it was usually either square or round. The keep was the center of castle life, often serving as the Lord's residence, and it was the place of last refuge when defending the castle. It was the safest place. Keep. And he keeps us in the keep. We are kept in the Lord's keep. That's where you are today, regardless of what circumstances around you are looking like. Maybe it's in your body. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in relationships. Maybe it's in your mind. What do you mean by that? Well, worry, anxiety, trying to take over. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to allow that. Amen? Let's stay in the keep. Stay in the keep. Angels. Enforcing angels. Gus gave me this scripture after the service that few weeks ago. Psalm 91.11 For he shall give his angels charge over you. You. Me. You. His angels charge over you. And actually it's plural there. I heard it said from that scripture that Billy Graham said once that we must have at least a couple angels that are attending to us. And really the word charge, it means appointed. Jason, you have angels that are appointed to watch over you. That's their assignment. Say, why are you saying these things? Well, it's the word. This is the word. What is the word? The word is the truth. What does the truth do? It sets me free from worry and anxiety. He doesn't, the Lord doesn't want you to live in worry and anxiety. Right now, he doesn't. And then this afternoon, he doesn't. Tonight, he doesn't. Through the night, he doesn't. Tomorrow he doesn't. Did you hear what I said? What we're saying here? For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep, and there's that word shamar again, the hedge of thorns, the hedge of protection, sentinels, you in just about everything. See, the Lord wants to know us. He wants us to know him in a personal way that we know this from experience and we have experienced his love in our lives personally. Ephesians 3, the experience of his love. And God wants you to know how much he loves you. I was hearing a teaching by Joyce Meyer just this morning. And by the way, take advantage of all the things we have right on our phones and right on our... There's teachings, so many good teachings. But she was saying that, you know, the thing, if you know her at all, you know she came out of a lot of hard things, a lot of hard stuff. And... She said there was a whole year of her life. And she says, you may not believe this, that it was a whole year, but she says it was a whole year of my life where all I did was focus on the, that God loved me. That's what I did. The scriptures I read, 
and I just kept looking at it, that God loves me. 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 I saw a video of Amy Grant. Somebody sent it. Maybe one of you did. I think one of you did. Um, but it was, she was talking about that they had asked her to do something to send out online during the pandemic to encourage people and just to share what God was doing in her life or what she's doing. And she first said, no, I don't want to do that. And, but then she realized that there was something that she was supposed to share. And so here she was in her house, and you know, it's not professional cameras or anything, just her laptop probably. She was sitting on the floor, kneeling on the floor, and, and she was sharing about something that many years ago, she had gone through a divorce and she was scorned by many. I mean, there were very many hard things that she went through. Even the Christian community really looked down upon her, many people did. And, but she began to do something. And it's not just, you know, there's big things in our life, but there's smaller things in our life. And she says, I do it with the big things and the small things. And then she says, what I do, I said, Lord, I know I messed up. I did something wrong. I shouldn't have done this the way I did. I'm sorry, but I know that you love me. And then she would just lay prostrate on the floor and say, I know that you love me. I know that you love me. I know that you love me. Even though I know that you love me. I know that you love me. Somebody, the Lord wants you to bring you, bring you to a new level, a rhema word of knowing that God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. He is love. He is love. And he loves you. He loves me. He loves us. Praise God. And he sent his angels to keep watch over us. He's appointed them. We have angels that are appointed. Genesis 28:15. This is God speaking to Jacob, but now let's receive it for ourselves in childlike faith from the word. It says, Behold, I am with you, and will keep, there's that word shamar again, the hedge of thorns. I will keep you wherever you go. Maybe you're going into new situations or new endeavors or new places in a relationship or new places financially or new endeavors in employment, um, we don't know, or school, schooling, new projects. Lord would say, I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. He spoke some things to, to Jacob. And he would speak some things to you in your life and for your life. He has a purpose and plan for each one of our lives. And he is with you to keep you. But then we need to listen to him. We need to listen to him. And the thing is, we don't just listen to him when things are going hard. 
Sometimes that tends to happen when things are going bad. We've seen it even with the pandemic here that sometimes people, well, then they'll really run to God. It can't be just then. It's through the good times and the hard times. The hard times and the good times. Because both are there. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Because we become a Christian does not mean there aren't afflictions that will come against us. But he's promised to be with us and to keep us. 2 Timothy 4.17 says, But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. This is Paul talking to Timothy. And you know what? We can receive the th same things for ourselves. Here is what Paul was. The Lord stood by me. We need people to stand by us. But you know, sometimes people fail. But God says I will, that the Lord, he will stand by us. The Lord stood by me, Paul said, and you can count on him. You can count on him that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Never, 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 never. And it also says he strengthened me. Some of us need strength for the task that lays before us, for the things that are ahead of us. Some things may seem insurmountable, the things that are before us. But the Lord is our strengthener. And he strengthens us. He strengthens our spirit person. You know, you're just being here this morning or watching online. Your, your spirit, this is like a spiritual food. I told somebody yesterday, I was, I was preparing a meal for today, for, for tomorrow. Yeah, that was yesterday. I said, what's that? Well, spiritual meal, spiritual food. And when we're here like this, hearing the word, we're getting strengthened spiritually. Just think if you didn't eat any food for a week. You know, that's the thing. It's not just what we get today, but this is important. Coming together in our local church, in our local church fellowship, in the family, getting together. It's so important to come together for eating together, spiritual food. Because we're strengthened. But we can get strengthened in our spirit. We can get strengthened in our bodies from the Lord. Did you know that? He'll strengthen your body if it's physically weak. He'll give you strength. We sang about this morning, his healing power is there. Surely... Jesus bore our sicknesses and he carried away our pain. Amen? He can strengthen you mentally. He can strengthen you in your relationship with your husband or wife or children or grandchildren or whoever it may be, employer, employees. He can bring strength there where there has been a weakness. He can make you strong. But then Paul goes on to something that I believe is true for all of us, that we are stood by with the Lord and strengthened so that through me the gospel message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was delivered out of the jaws of the lion. The Lord preserves us, he keeps us, he strengthens us, he stands by us. I think at least the commentaries, some of them I read, the jaws of the lion, he was speaking figuratively. Maybe there was a real lion too, but most seem to think lions of the enemy, attacks of the enemy, he comes like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
That's the scripture right after the one we read there about casting all our cares on him. You know, when we carry around cares, the burden of the care, when we're carrying around anxiety and worry, it really can open the door for the enemy. The enemy is walking around seeking whom he may devour, while someone weakened by worry, did you know that worry weakens you? It weakens you spiritually. Anxiety, over-concern, it'll weaken you. So let's get off of it. So we need to get off of that. But that we might bring the word strengthened. You see, when we're strengthened, it's like our battery is charged in the Lord. Praying in the Spirit is that way. It's like charging the battery. That's what we need. Then the light shines brighter. It shines brighter in this world of darkness. But then it goes on in verse 18. And indeed the Lord will certainly deliver and draw me to himself from every assault. of evil. Have you ever had an assault of evil? What is evil? Evil is bad. It's something bad. Assaults and evil, they will come. But it says, he will preserve. He will preserve, and that's that same Greek word as keep or kept. He will preserve, it's the military term, with the sentinels. And we saw the sentinels of his power and his peace. And bring me safe into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it. Amen. So be it. He'll deliver me. And he will draw me to himself. His deliverance is here now for you in your situation. Whether it's in body, mind, emotions, relationships, finances. But it's looking to him. It's looking to him. As long as we keep our eyes on him, that's what we need to do. That's, where, that's our part. We'll get into more of this. I know I'm not going to get done with this message today. I think the wire's in the jar. It's supposed to be enough wire stuffed in there today. We'll finish it when we come back later from some time off. It'll be bookends. But right here, he is here today to deliver, to bring deliverance. For every situation, every situation, every situation. For everything. And indeed, the Lord will certainly deliver and draw. Put your name in there to himself. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. You know, these... You know, the magnet there, it's, you know, it, it uh, pushes away from darkness. I mean, it, it's like a shield and a protection. It's like that hedges around you of the Lord. But stay in his word because it strengthens that. Stay in fellowship because it strengthens that. I've seen it over and over and over and over and over and over again in years of ministry. How important fellowship with the Lord is for people. But then also fellowship with the body of Christ. 
We need to maintain that. It strengthens this. But then the other part of it is, as we draw near to God, oh, he just jumps right there. He's right there. You draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Draw near to God. He's right there. And don't let the enemy bring or keep you in a place of condemnation. He loves you. He died for you. He sent his son to die for you. So he will deliver and draw us to himself from every evil assault. And he will preserve us and bring us safe unto his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it. He will keep us. And Lord, I thank you for your keeping power on each person here and those watching this morning or hearing it possibly on audio as well. Lord, we pray that this may be a rhema word where it becomes personal. Not just print on a page, but personal to us. Then we know that we know that we know that you are our keeper. You love us and you keep us. And we turn our face toward you. We draw near to you. And we know that you would just jump on that. You're so ready. You're so ready. We may say, well, I've been so unfaithful in this way or that way or whatever. But we know you, it's like the prodigal's father, prodigal son's father. You're just out there looking for him, for us. And you come running to us when we start drawing near toward you. You And you draw us, you draw us with a force and a power greater than any electromagnetic field. And Lord, we also pray for those of our loved ones that may be in situations or maybe have fallen from that close fellowship with you. We pray that they would come to know you very personally as their keeper and that they would draw close to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we thank you that your healing power is here for body, mind, emotions, relationships, finances. We just pray it forth now. You just take it. You receive that for yourself. He will keep you. He will keep you as you trust in him. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Just before we go, got a few if there's any more announcements here that Joshua gave the one um, Wednesday 10 o'clock uh, we'll have our TCC Touchpoint it's teaching and Touchpoint uh, you can see archives of those last Wednesday Glennis Goffin shared really it was really good Glennis really great testimony and you can still see that, just go back. I know Andrew was there a few weeks ago and Gus has shared testimony. We'll be having others doing that as well. So that'll be this Wednesday at 10 o'clock. That's live streamed also. And then there are other th available things for teaching that you can probably see up on the screen there. Uh, 
We still have the information for Lowell and his birthday. He's really longing to be back in fellowship, but he's not allowed to from the place where he lives there to, to come out. So I guess the only other thing there would be the giving. Um, we have boxes in the back of the church where you can give tithes and offerings. And uh, that's something we do from a cheerful heart because it's something God's put in us. And it really affects our relationship with God. And what it does, it shows our trust in Him. And so we have that opportunity and we just pray over the finances. We know that's an important part of our financial life. It's our giving. We are stewards. And you've given us responsibility. Really, all of it is yours. But we give that tithe and then offerings as you show us. And we thank you for your hand of blessing on it. And as Hebrews says, it's here men or women, we would say, to receive of those tithes, but in the heavenlies, it's you, Lord Jesus, that receives them. So we know there's that great spiritual connection when we give of our finances. So we give you thanks today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. He's your keeper and my keeper. Yeah, he is. He's our keeper. And he will keep you in every situation of life. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to have fellowship. We're going to have great fellowship today. I'm not sure if there's coffee, to be honest. There is coffee, okay. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, probably not. It's amazing how many cookies we go through even with things going on as they have been. I think one day there were 200 cookies. They were all gone, so that's good. Sorry, though, that's one thing online. We can't let you have our cookies unless you want to quick jump over here or something, but the ushers will release us from the back to the front, and so God's blessings on you all. Hallelujah.